You have All to, right. You have well, to, oh, we're live. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, welcome to Dish and Diet Face the Feelings. And we're going to talk today about anxiety and stress and obviously facing those feelings, um, working through them and, you know, possibly the most important, you know, just acknowledging where you're at and what the triggers are for you. So, um, Diving right in, I, I know, Sarah, you said, you know, you, you're, you're, you're stressed and anxious today because you've got Bernie at the vets. Um, yeah, I've been uh, stressed out because he got really sick on Saturday. And um, so, you know, he stopped eating and drinking and he uh, was really lethargic and then he was vomiting and had diarrhea and I couldn't you know get him to eat anything or I also couldn't get him to drink anything and so I was keeping a really close eye on him um, so I haven't been sleeping much which of course just amplifies the, the anxiety and stress um, and then Sunday I did get him to drink a little bit and then tempted him with some wet cat foods so he at least ate a little bit and got a little bit of moisture into his body but he was also dehydrated and uh, so anyway it turns out that um he had he does have an infection in his gums and so this morning i had to take him into the vet and he went in he's currently under anesthesia and getting a deep cleaning, dental cleaning and clearing out the bacteria from his gums. So, you know, it's just been days of stress and I'm waiting for a call from the vet right now to know that he came through the surgery. Okay. Um, which is kind of like the biggest, you know, the, the, the biggest force of stress on me right now is because I don't have any control over how he comes through it and so it's causing a tremendous amount of anxiety and um so just witnessing how that feels in my body is interesting like i can feel uh and hear a constriction in my voice and and then looking at uh okay so how am i reacting to the situation is also interesting because you know i if i'm under a little bit of stress or anxiety i think i like to uh use food to mitigate that and feel better but right now i'm feeling like so stressed and anxious that i can't eat anything so it's you know it's an interesting study in degrees of stress and anxiety yeah um, and how you know different things different situations can trigger different responses different degrees of reactivity and uh, so yeah that's where i'm at today <laughs> i don't want to be here i don't want to be anywhere but hiding under a blanket um, but I also don't want to be doing that because then I'm going to really get focused on this right. state of anxiety and I don't want to feed that monster. So, yeah. so here I am being, you know, anxious in front of 
whoever's watching. (laughs) And and I think that, you know, one of the, you know, for, for me, one of the lessons is really being present in my body of where am I feeling this? What is it? And being aware of how long am I going to be anxious for? Because like for you, there is an end time to this. You know, you know that once the vet calls and says, well, he's out of anesthesia, um, this is where it's at, this is what happens next. There's a respite to that. Yeah. But then there's that, that living in a constant state of stress, which is usually a lower grade stress. You know, this is like, I would say there's that high level stress, which is what you're under at the moment. And yeah. you're, our bodies are made for that. I mean, it's, it's yeah. terribly uncomfortable it's, yeah, when you're in stress. there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But once it's gone, you release all of that and it's out. But when we're under low grade stress, we think I've got this, I'll handle it. Yeah, it's that chronic low grade stress that really you don't, it's not bad enough for you to actually pay attention to it. Right. So you're actually treating it with, you know, snacks or yeah. overeating or, you know, binging or indulging in whatever your choice is. Um, yeah all to just sort of keep the lid on that chronic low-grade stress. Also, too, though, I think that when you're in that state of chronic stress, you may not do the binge eating or the emotional eating, but you'll be eating really fast. You'll be eating very quickly without mindfulness. You'll just be shoveling it in. Yeah, I can definitely attest to having done that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I think too, when we're under, when we're under the stress of high anxious stress, like you are, Sarah, that dissipates as Beth said, but it's the chronic, it's the chronic continual day in day out stress that really causes the havoc within our body medically mm-hmm. because we're our bodies aren't designed to be in that state where our blood cells, our white cells, our inflammation markers, our cortisol levels aren't supposed to be in a constant state. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got our fight or flight um, instincts and they kick in and they were, you know, genetically designed for survival in short term, you know, acute situations. So yeah, living in this uh, constant chronic state is, uh, Gosh, it wreaks such havoc on our health. And the other thing too, I think, I just got to do this plug here. <laughs> when we're in that state, and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything to do with a pet or a family member, it can be how are we thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're in mm-hmm. 
doing our diet mode, as in society's diets, because they put us into a category of calories in, calories out, exercise more, mm -hmm. restriction and deprivation, in actual fact, our body goes into a chronic state. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I think that it's one of the things that I think people don't understand is what they're doing. We're in that constant state of being in that mode of my body's not doing this. My body's not losing the weight. Yeah. Well, and we live in a 24 seven universe now. Exactly. And so there's like, there's no automatic natural off switch to anything. You can stay right. plugged in and tuned in nonstop. Stop. And that's not yeah, how I mean, nature it's, intended it's like the it. Artificial lighting, you know, yeah. we can keep everything lit 24 hours. Is that good for our bodies? No, Absolutely you know, not. I mean, no. even even having any type of blue light in your bedroom when you're going to sleep, you, you know, it's just like, it's like, how am I creating that true rest, mm -hmm. you know? And obviously, you know, hopefully for you, Bernie's home tonight and, and it's all fine yeah. and well and okay, he's going to be sick and probably throw up on your carpet somewhere, but you know, that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he'll be over that by the time I pick him up. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's the, you know, when we're not aware of, you know, that, that, that chronic low grade stress. I mean, I got, I, I've shared a lot about burnout and, mm -hmm. and how I came to burning out because of, it's just one more thing. You know, and so, you know, I, I, I was handling four things. Now I'm handling five things. Well, I can handle five things because it's just, you know, this one thing isn't all that bad. And then I'm handling six things, but this one extra thing that's, you know, it's, it's not really much more than I was already handling. Um, and, and not being aware that your poor, in, your, your whole adrenal system, your entire body is saying, I can't do anymore. Um, and I mean, like I even noticed on Sunday, on Sunday, I did a meditation, but it was about emotional healing. And I finished the meditation and about 10 minutes later, I was absolutely zapped of energy of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, where did that come from? I just finished meditating. I'm supposed to feel rejuvenated. I'm supposed to feel energetic. First, you have to rest. <laughs> <laughs> My body was going, no, you just did a whole lot of work emotionally and spiritually within the meditation. Yep. Now you need to rest. Yes, you did the meditation, but the meditation wasn't restful. You know, yeah. um, now take time to rest. Mm -hmm. um, only now am I beginning to listen to that oh, now I need to rest as opposed to, well, I'll just have another coffee and push through this. Mm -hmm. um, and our tendency, you know, like, like, like Sarah mentioned, well, you know, I don't really want to go lie down because, you know, I, I should do something. Well, what yeah. am I, 
you know, and so we push ourselves to do. Yeah. And I, I'm still struggling to do less instead of do more because it's also finding that beautiful balance where I am optimally focused and productive mm-hmm. versus just on a busy to-do list of I've got 25 things I need to get done, but only one of them really is a priority. So instead of focusing on that one thing and really doing it well, I'm trying to get through a to-do list of 25 things. I think the other thing too, though, and and this is a really good point, Beth, when you say you've got 25 things and you're not focusing on really any one of them (laughs) at all. And, And when we're under a state of anxiety state of stress we actually lose 48 percent of our cognitive ability to work wow there's a that's a really it. high number yeah 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 so so when your body is saying wow this is enough i'm just gonna go lay down if you've got that opportunity to do that, go take that 15 minutes, 20 minutes and lay down. Yeah. Cause your body, when you get up and your brain, it's going to be able to function. Yeah. Now think about it. If we're running in this every day, day in, day out, 24 seven. And 48% of my brain is not available because <laughs> I've got too many things to do on my to-do list. Um, 48% yeah. of the one to 3% of our brain that we actually use. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Very much. Total diminishing returns yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 Well, that's part of the reason yeah. that I created this midday meds series that I do and discover your path. You and the group is just to give people a reason to take a break for like 10 or 15 minutes every day just like stop and breathe and you know meanwhile listen to a little guided meditation on whatever the topic is of the day which doesn't matter the point is to get to that point where you just stop and rest for a few minutes Yeah. yeah And I know, you know, at the height of exhaustion, I finally gave into putting in my schedule 30 minutes every afternoon at about 3 p.m. to ha- do meditation or have a nap or do sleepitation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it took me about nine months of yep. doing that every day until I came back to a place where I no longer needed it every day. Awesome. But I hadn't realized how exhausted I was until I reached that point of, if I don't do this, I can write off three to 6 p.m. because I'm not getting anything done. And Beth, that's such a great point because, you know, we can sit here and talk about all these great ideas, things to do is just like go rest for a few minutes. Well, it's not go rest for a few minutes today on Tuesday because it's Tuesday. You did it for nine months before your body finally said, okay, I'm I'm good now. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not just a, you know, okay, I'll try it on, you know, Wednesday afternoon and see if that works for me. Oh my gosh. You've been under this chronic stress for years, decades, however long it's been, it's not going to undo itself overnight. 
So give yourself yeah. the time, the space, and the gift of just being in that quiet place. And Absolutely. And I I know, you know, we're heading into October, November, and I don't know what that's like for you guys. But I know for me, October, November, I'm pushing myself of you had these goals of what you wanted to finish, you know, this year because of this artificial date, you know, December 31st of, you know, you've got to be finished with your year's goals by this day. And it's like, you push yourself through you know, of I'm going to finish this much or I'm going to do how, whatever. And it's like, you're, you're doing that. And on top of that, there are, there's social events happening in the fall. You know, you've got, I believe, Canadian Thanksgiving already happening. Uh, another week. Last Thursday, it's, it's the 14th. Week. Okay, well, anyway, it's, yeah. So you've got Canadian Thanksgiving coming up. Then if you celebrate it, you've got Halloween or some other, I mean, like, you know, in, in the UK, for example, you've got Guy Fawkes, that sort of thing coming mm-hmm. up. Um, you've got American Thanksgiving. Um, here in Panama, November, we have, you know, three, two independence days, a flag day, and I don't remember what else, but we end up with, you know, four public holidays in November. And then in December, we roll into Mother's Day, which once again is a public holiday. This is one of those fallacies of we live in a third world country where Mother's Day, whatever day it falls, is a public holiday and everybody goes home to mom. Father's Day is the third Sunday of June. <laughs> so, ma- ma- <laughs> Mother's Day I'm trying to decide. Sacred. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, like- Who's on the pedestal? Still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, honor so honor thy mother. About the machismo of this is a, we, we talk about the machismo and everything of Latin society, but there's still that matriarchal figure of the mother. Um and and that almost holy reverence. Mm-hmm. Um and of course the eighth of December, which is Mother's Day here, is actually about St. Mary. You know, it's, it's, it's a religious holiday, which here's is Mother's Day, but it's like for, you know, for the U.S. Thanksgiving, everybody stops what they're doing and they go home. Well, here, Mother's Day, you stop what you're doing, you go home. Um, and, but that can also be stressful. Oh, definitely. That can also be an additional, you know, and they say that fear is, you know, being afraid of the proximate, you know, whatever. Anxiety is the worry about the the, the longer term or the medium term fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and what exactly am I afraid of? Most of the time, we don't even know. We're, we right. haven't gotten to that place of identifying it. I mean, Today, for example, Sarah knows exactly what the trigger is and and what she's worried or anxious about. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, we're not even in a place to identify what that stress and anxiety is being caused by. We just, I just feel stressed and anxious. Yeah, and I can tell you, um, you know, I've had an anxiety disorder off and on for decades. And there are times when I experience this free floating, non-specific 
anxiety that's very intense. And so my mind looks for something to attach that to because otherwise it's like way too big and too scary. And, and honestly feels like I can't hold my atoms together in the shape of this body that I have. And yeah. so it's like, my mind is like, okay, well, let's anchor it into something. So then I can create something <laughs> to be anxious about. But it, I mean, it's also, it's, it's, you know, it's a, uh, a coping mechanism. Yes. Right. Um, but then I, once I do that, then I can get into the mind state of, you know, doing some exercises to narrow Diminish, in my focus yeah. and bring it down into real and tangible things that are in my environment that I can focus on and create some solidity, which is what I need to offset that free floating feeling. Uh, so Absolutely. that's, you know, that's a, yeah, yeah that's always a fun way so to be. One of the things I wanted to jump back to, you know, at the very beginning, Sarah, you said, you know, when it's low grade chronic stress, mm -hmm. we tend to medicate, self-medicate with eating or with binge watching TV or, I mean, you know, we self-medicate in so many different ways. Yep. Obviously, when it's chronic stress or anxiety, we might handle it. We're much more aware of it, and then we probably handle it better, hopefully. Okay. But if we go down into, you know, manage, I don't even want to say managing our stress. I, I want to say releasing our stress, you know, like learning just learning handling to let it, it go yeah yeah um because I, I know for me like you i turn to food if 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 i'm not paying attention i find myself in front of the fridge with the fridge open going what am i doing here i'm not actually hungry yeah um or halfway through eating something going, what am I doing? Cause I'm not actually hungry. It's basically um, the only way that I ever get the stuff out of my cupboard that I don't really want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's once you start to live in awareness and this is why, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about mindful eating. We talk about facing mm -hmm. the feelings, but you know, it's, it's really, you know, when we get in touch with, I'm not hungry, then the next step is, well, if I'm not hungry, then what am I? Yes. I, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> hungry is so much easier. Way to, easier. Oh, yeah. don't, don't want to deal with those real feelings. Yeah. And I think that that's the big thing, isn't it? It's really to stop and, 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 and really look at it and say, am I hungry? Does my body really need this? Or what's the emotion that's happening here? Yeah. It's really it's, about being courageous enough to be comfortable in your discomfort, yeah. the discomfort yes. of your feelings and emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I can think of a number of times where I've actually not been so much stressed as tired. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I've eaten thinking it's going to give me more energy. <laughs> Did it mistakenly work? thinking, mistakenly <laughs> thinking. Have you ever fallen asleep while eating something in your adult I, life? 
No, I haven't, but I know the feeling well of, and, and actually quite possibly it's, you're looking for the excuse to go to sleep that because once I've eaten too, you know, once I've eaten when I didn't need it, now I really need to go to sleep because I'm just overly tired. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah. you know, beforehand I was just tired. Um, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have reached our time and I have a little one that is home for the afternoon because, yeah, she's got a bit of a cough. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say we're signing out, but, you know, be willing to face those feelings. Yeah, even just to name them is a, a really good first step just to say, oh, I'm feeling for me today, very anxious. And then I can start to look at specifically, what does that mean? What's causing it? And, uh, you know, yes, I, I know hopefully within an hour, I'll hear back from the vet that my dog is fine and came through anesthesia. And then, you know, my body is going to go into like a total letdown and I'll be exhausted after that. Yes. And that's okay. But that's just that stress response uh, yeah. to this anxious situation. So yeah. um, situational stress and anxiety, you know, yeah, you deal with it in the moment, but the, the really important thing is paying attention to and dealing with that chronic long-term stress, that low grade insidious stress. And, and finding ways to manage that low grade stress where your body is not chronically stressed. Well, the situation might still be there, but mm -hmm. I'm handling it at a different level where it's no longer having that effect in my body. Yeah. And, and I think that that really becomes the prime mindfulness and awareness of that change is what needs to happen. I mm -hmm. might not be able to change the outside situation. I can change how I'm handling it though. Yeah. You can change how you deal with it innerly, mm -hmm. but you first have to recognize what are you feeling inside? Yeah. And when you're feeling angry and pissed off, you may want to just take five minutes and write it in your journal or on a bloody piece of paper and say, I'm angry. I'm later. Pissed yeah, off. Exactly. I'm blah, 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 blah. Acknowledging that, you know, it's, yeah. it's not trying to push it down and ignore it and say, well, this, uh, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. It's like, no, that irrespective of should or shouldn't this is how i feel yeah acknowledge it it's valid but more importantly by writing about it you get it outside of your body so yeah. that you don't internalize it yeah. and create yeah. stress um, so you know that's the great thing about doing journaling yeah all right guys yeah. thank you guys so much and we will see you next week we're going to be talking this this month a bit about passion and being passionate about looking after ourselves being passionate about our lives so um look forward to seeing you guys again next week and have a great afternoon thanks bye bye